couldn't afford a Ford Escort, I even a Ford track recorder. So it's only right that I let the top drop on a drop top Porsche. Just for yourself, that's important. If your stripper named Porsche and you get tips from any man, then your fat friend, her nickname is Minivan. Excuse me, that's just a henny man. I smoke, I drink, I'm supposed to stop, I can't because. Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme. Seriously, that makes no sense. You have two of the best perimeter defenders in the league. No, let's mm-hmm. put Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson on him. Well, we are recording. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. What's up, guys? Do you want to start over? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, Morse Code Podcast. We're back. Dan Morse, Soapy Priap. Uh, Sunday, we're recording, excuse me, on Sunday, August 23rd. This is episode 37, right? Semi Ojale. Semi, yep. Little God. Rodney Harrison, little. Ooh. That's pretty much it. Let's go with Rodney Harrison. Semi Ojale stinks. Yeah. There, he sucks. Let's was start there. Is there a good Red Sox player with 37? Mm. I think there's a good Bruins player with 37. I is think. Patrice? Um, I was going to say, I think, I think Bergey is 37. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, not O'Neill. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, did I know that? All right, Sean, if you're listening, are you fucking happy? There we go. <laughs> Check it off the box. Talk hockey, even though he's probably not 37, but I'm pretty sure. He no, is. he is. Just verified All right. it. All right, Patrice Bergeron episode. There we go. He there just go. called in. Patrice or Sean or the number Patrice. 37. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. So no, man, we got a uh, time recording coming off a of Celtic sweep first round. Yep. You in a good mood? You happy? at the brooms. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely pleased. That's how I wanted that to go. Um, let's start there. We're going to touch on a couple of things. Just us today. Um, so just to let you know, in case you want to turn it off now. No, uh, no big guests or anything. Uh, but no, man, I was, let's see, going into the series, I wanted a sweep. I was hoping for a sweep. I thought there was a chance at a sweep, but I still wanted to get through a couple of games before I really, really felt like that. But after game two, certainly after game three, I was almost thinking like there's, I and then, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Brett Brown just canceled practice yesterday um, mm-hmm. for the Sixers. Certainly, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to practice and maybe strategize how to keep your season alive. But anyway, not necessarily. I feel important. like practice wasn't working. So. Let's take the day off. <laughs> we'll wing it on Sunday. <laughs> um, but no, they got I think it's smoked today, but they, they lost um, pretty easily. I think um, what, what I was thinking earlier was like, I think this more than anything would be a justification of like just calling it after three games. Like there's no reason. And, and I, I think I tweeted about it earlier today. I saw someone else. Like, I don't care how competitive you are. Joel Embiid can say all he wants, but not wanting to get swept. There's not a, there's not a employee in the 76ers organization that just didn't want to get out of there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no excuse. Like now, you know what I mean? It's like, we're not going to win this series. You know, you can blame it on losing Ben Simmons. You can blame it on, you know, Brett Brown. You blame it on the team just kind of giving up on everything. It's like, let, let's just move on. You can, say, you can say the same thing about the Toronto series. I, I, know, I know Garrett Temple is still poised to and definitely capable of leading a comeback, but it's like, let's just move on. Like, these guys want to go home, see their families. And I think they played, they played the part of looking competitive today, but I, I, th- I think I had a few takeaways, but I, I don't want to take up you know, too much time. I think they played well today. I think the series went well. What were your, um, 
any, any quick mm-hmm. thoughts from either today or the, the course of the series or anything that stood out to you that's worth talking about? I was just going to say, I feel like uh, maybe I've just been listening to Felger and Mass for too many years, but mm-hmm. this is going to sound like I'm being negative. I feel like okay. I'm happy with the series win. I don't think that there's much, like all that much to take from it, considering how these guys were like ready to lie down pretty yeah, much no, there, from game lot- three. There's a lot of bad I took out of it too, for sure. I'm just trying to trying to stay positive. I think it's yeah, a positive show. Yeah, I, I, I could say that. Um it was like they're gonna have to play a real team in the next round. The Raptors are gonna be tough. Mm. Um and then I, the only thing that like really pissed me off a lot throughout the series was Tatum and Tyson need to stop throwing their hands up when they think that they didn't get a foul call. Terrible. It's like I I I, get it. I don't care as much about, but Tatum can't do that shit. No yeah, way. It's frustrating, but no, um, no, no what way. are you going to do? You're going to, you're just going to make the reputation of the whole team worse and the refs yep. like, less likely to give you guys and the rest of the team calls. So it's just annoying to see every time that there's contact. Yeah. Those, like I've seen Tatum stop playing before. I've seen Tice do it a couple of times. Um, just like, play through like eventually you will get those calls but the more you bitch the less likely you're, you're going yeah well like i said tice I, i'm not too concerned about because tice is just isn't going to get those calls nor he should he be even in this conversation not for nothing tatum tatum's not going to be getting those calls now either you know he's not he's not going to get as much as we like there's calls lebron gets that we bitch about that's way different jordan got the same shit but not his third year in the league um, not after just like an, an, an all-star year. And he's having a great year. He's having a pretty good, really good postseason. But yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. That's, that's really good. I heard that actually on friend of the program, former guest, John Corrales does a really nice, he, he, he does the Locked On Celtics podcast, which is awesome. Phenomenal show. I think he, fan. he records almost like after every game right away, which is awesome. He mm-hmm. said the same thing. He's like, he usually does... Um, like a segment on what he liked segment on what he didn't like, and then something more miscellaneous. But I really enjoyed listening to him talk about that on one of the games in particular. I actually think it was the first playoff game. Yeah. We, we can't have that. Um, especially for someone who actually plays, he's not a all, all pro defender, but he, he, he plays significant defense, need him back on the other end. Can't, can't, can't do that for, for multiple reasons. Um, Cause he'll get those calls eventually. He's, he's trending in that direction. But especially this first round with Philly, you don't need to be wasting your time doing that shit. That's 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 not what we need right now. But I, I I'm I'm actually it's it's interesting you said that because I've been ever since I heard that I've been trying to pay more attention to it. Um, I only noticed. I'm sure it happened more today. Did did you notice it a lot today? Is that why you brought it up most recently? Uh, there was one play where like Tatum was towards the bottom of the screen. He mm-hmm. thought that he was being fouled by I think Josh Richardson. So yep. the play the play ends like Sixers get the ball go the go down the mm-hmm. other way and Tatum is is kind of like turning towards the the TV camera yeah and like looking at the ref the whole way back and and even if he's still playing and taking part in the play it's like dude well, well stop complaining though just right. just get back in the play and complain I've never when, the, when there's a dead ball I've never understood that logic um, it's not like there's ever been a time where the play happens. And then during the middle of the next play, they actually blow the whistle and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's go back. Two shots. <laughs> Zero. Two shots at the line. That's not going to happen. So it's just a complete waste of time. I'm sure Brad Stevens hates it. Um, 
But anyway, the, I, I noticed today. He didn't even said it to the media. Yeah. He's like, I'm really tired of not getting the star calls or, or something like that. And no, that like, came out that the story came out that he was, he's been like um, multiple times overheard saying it in the locker room to the media on the court. It's like, bro, that is not, that is for all the good things you're doing right now at such a young age, that is not the bullshit like reputation you want to start. Not, yeah. not even close to a good thing to do. I'd actually definitely prefer that though, over doing it in the course of a game. At least when you do it in oh, the yeah. locker room oh, yeah, or yeah. like whatever. I, Cause I remember like, like some of the best coaches, like Phil Jackson, Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. used to do that all the time in post-game press conference. And Dave if you Black. weren't on their team, you were just like, stop being a bitch. But if you're on their team, it actually works because then the ref is kind of looking for that stuff in the next game. But yeah. um, it can hurt you on the, the game, court, though. Especially like, take the playoffs. It easy. Yeah, it, it, especially like like you pointed out too. Philly was Philly, but bro, we you can't you can't waste the possession against Toronto or against Milwaukee nope. or. Um, whoever you play, even in the finals, it's just way too, way too limited opportunities to, to waste one on that. Cause he had one today and I almost tweeted it and I'm glad I didn't. Cause I think you corrected me or made me think back to correct myself. He had one player. I remember it was a, it was a six series, but I thought he got fouled, but now that I think about it, he didn't, he went up. He, almost, I think he went like coast to coast on a layup, hit it, fell down, ran back, got a block at the other end. And then I think someone else fucked it up and they got Philly got a field goal out of it. Um, but stuff like that is, is what is like the hundred percent positive side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Everything else at the end. Cause dude, there's literally plays. I know we pick on this guy a lot, but there's plays with like when James Harden thinks he has a foul and the camera's not even on the other team playing offense. It's on James Harden, like just talking to the refs like this, like on mm-hmm. the sideline, like literally while a five on four is going on <laughs> in the other end. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's a, that's a four oh point swing. He's one of the worst. Like LeBron bitches, but eventually he'll get over it and go back. James Harden will literally stop running and do that thing like with the refs. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why I don't me? understand what the, like that positive outcome of that is. I'd be pissed, dude, if I'm back covering two guys. I just remember Jason Terry at the other end. Do you what? remember um, a couple of years ago? I'll actually text this to you right now. Uh, Ooh, because it's pretty quick. The but... VHS hotline. <laughs> Carmelo, uh, I think he was playing the Thunder, and he was so pissed about a foul call, so he kind of flopped when he had the ball. Play goes in the other direction. Like the Thunder get the ball. And this is when Carmelo was on the Knicks. Carmelo stays lying down on the floor. Yeah, I do. The possession goes the other way. I remember that. And then even when they come back to his side of the court, he he literally got shot. He's still on the floor. (laughs) And so they're they're like playing around him. And I don't remember exactly how the play stopped. I thought he got hurt. I think there may have been another um, like foul call. (laughs) Oh my, this. I I I actually am going to, I'm going to clip this into the, uh, the YouTube video. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, good call. No, there's all sorts of shit like that, but it's just, and again, it's not like Tatum's at that level, but like I said, I didn't really notice it until I heard it on that podcast. And now I'm like, I was actively looking for it today. Not so much because I was just kind of in the zone watching the game, but, but, um, I got your text. So, I mean, positive things outside of everything we just said, I think Tatum's looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? I was really impressed. I think Kemba's been playing well. Today was like a Kemba Walker day. Like this was like, this is what, not what I was expecting to see, but like, I think this is probably near the peak of like what we'll get out of Kemba, which is fine. I think he had like 30 points. 
four, I just had his stats up, four of nine from three, something like that. But above average. Definitely above average, just very confident. And it's just like, whether he wants to or not, I think he's always going to be, especially with Boston fans, tied to Kyrie. And it's just night and day. Like, I think Kyrie's a better player, better skill set, better whatever. I think Kemba Walker just fits this team in this offense, at least with the starting rotation, so well and so much better because I still think he's the type of point guard that's looking to pass first or at least get people involved first. But if he needs to go and score 32, he can, which he did. Um, Some of his shots, dude, like not even the threes, just like those mid-range. And it's not quite like it used to be. He's not taking those ridiculous, like, four foot like step backs um but he, he's still doing those step backs and he, he had a few guys on skates today including Joel Embiid and that that was just beautiful to see um Tatum yeah. played well Brown uh Brown did play great today but I think he had a good series we talked about this earlier one of the big question marks was the center position um kind of interesting to see Cantor go in after the first foul like 30 seconds in he played okay but I think of a lot of his I don't I feel like he doesn't really earn any buckets. He gets a lot of <laughs> wide open offensive rebound putbacks. Yeah. And somehow he's still shooting like eighty percent like seventy percent from those wide open putbacks. <laughs> um I don't know. I, I think they looked well, looked pretty good. I'm ready for the next series. But to your point, it's it's gonna be a lot different. They're not gonna sweep Toronto. I think they'll beat Toronto. Um, but without seeing any games. I don't see it going any less than six, uh, probably six or seven, to be honest with you. Because Toronto's in the same boat; they basically had a, a, a you know, walkthroughs with, with Brooklyn as well. I think they play. Oh, they play tonight. Actually, they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. Are they six thirty tonight? Yep, they'll win tonight. Um, again, recording this on Sunday, they'll they'll win tonight. Um, and if they don't, we'll just edit this out. And then, um, <laughs> and then do that series so when is that series supposed to start any idea if they win tonight um they don't know yet they haven't announced um apparently <laughs> i i heard sean grandy and cedric maxwell mm. also friends Friend of, the program. of the program yep grandy said that originally this second round of the, the nba playoffs wasn't scheduled to start until september <laughs> but week. i guess uh i mean nah they can't do that no. So what he was saying was, um, I guess they're, they're going to move it up. Obviously they have to, yeah. but if they did keep to that, I'd, I'd leave the fucking bubble. I'll that's take a, my that's over quarantine. a week off for the Celtics, which would be good for the, um, I think that's I don't know. stink. It's, I would it, hate that. It, I, don't I, know. I think it would be good like rest wise for like Kemba, but it's not like, it's not I like they've had rolling. to deal with any travel or anything. I like keep that, playing so I don't every, think they need exactly. extra rest. I want to keep playing every other day. Like this yeah. is, this is, this is good formula. This is cooking, but that's oh, actually a good point. Yeah. You're a wine guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should sure. make a brand of decanters. Mm. And his canter decanters. <laughs> and it's his decanter. What is a Ennis decanter? Menace. What does that do? I'm, I don't I'm pretty wine. sure we I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it. Um no, I think that's it's an Italian. Thing. Is it for sure? No, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Can't yeah. I, I think it's I don't know. I think it's Italian, maybe. I don't know. Like I like wine, but I drink like cheap like domestic wine. Like, I don't pay more than like ten dollars for a bottle of wine. Hmm. I'll send you some. Because I don't really know the difference. And if I don't, you certainly don't. So <laughs> I don't really can't imagine what you're gonna send me. You know Drew Bledsoe's a big wine guy? He has his own like winery in California. Um Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think um, that is pretty cool. D Wade is on, too. Cool. 
No, Bledsoe's on the Cowherd show a lot talking about his wine. There's another guy. Uh, there's this guy in Fox Sports I like who is a big wine guy as well. I don't know his name. He's not very popular. Clay Travis? Um, no. No. <laughs> not Clay Travis. Um, <laughs> he used to play for the Jaguars. He's actually really good. He's on Fox Weekends. Um, but anyway, I think one of the biggest takeaways from the negative side is that I think our bench stinks oh, big yeah. time, especially on offense. Like <laughs> they are not good at scoring baskets. <laughs> no, it's, it and it's rather that that's frustrating a part of the game. And I still think we kind of have to throw Marcus smart in that group too. Cause he, he's starting by default and he hasn't been playing great offensively either, but he's different. Cause I, I think I tweeted about this earlier this weekend too. He does make a difference. He does things on the court as cliche as it sounds. He does a lot of intangibles on the court. Um, he doesn't do many tangibles, but he does a lot of intangibles <laughs> that I think help. And I'm Strictly just pulling up. intangible. I had it up. Celtic stat line. Hold on. Let me go to the box score. It was not good. I don't think they scored double digits combined. So Bench. we have Sammy Ogilvy with seven minutes, zero points, 0 for 3, two fouls. Good, good effort. Earned his commission on that one. Grant Williams, six minutes, three points. Enos Cantor, six points in 16 minutes. Robert Williams played three minutes, got one foul. That's it. Uh, Wanamaker played 18 minutes, went one for six with two points, two fouls. And Romeo played four minutes, one foul, zero points, did throw in a rebound. So that's nine. Excuse me. They did score double digits. 11 points as a bench. Wanamaker should be playing like, a fucking 40-plus league at the Y. They shot four, five, five, four, fifteen. 5 That's actually not bad. It, it sounds better than it was. Um, but yeah, not, not a great effort. Uh, and, and then if you look at the starters, bro, the minutes, Tatum played 40 minutes. Kemba played 36. Marcus Smart played 43 minutes. Jalen Brown played 41. <clears throat> they had, they have to play those minutes if that's what you're going to get from the bench. That's, not, that's yeah. just not going to fly because Toronto has a bench. They have, they have just players. They don't have any superstars, but they have a full squad of good players, like solid players, Yep. which is not a good matchup for Boston, who has five good players and a bench full of stinkers. <laughs> I think Stevens stinks. is going to like – I think he's going to keep Tatum on the floor with those fucking stinky guys. For a good amount of the time, uh, or more than you would think, because that, he did that point. in game three. Yeah. Well, even today, most games, there's at least one or two of those guys on the court to just like keep everyone in line. Um, it's a funny looking one. lineup when he does it. It, it is. <laughs> but, but Tatum can make his own shot. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. It's definitely, and that's just today. I get it. Um, but it's just not a very strong, I don't have much confidence when it comes time to, to sub in rotations. So that's mm-hmm. why it's like these 10-point leads, it, you know, it, it all depends when it is in, in the game. If, it's, if you're up 10 within the first seven, eight minutes, great. You're probably guaranteed at least a minus eight once, once we start rotating. So, yeah, they're lucky, that, um, they're lucky that three of their four core guys are, are so young. Like Smart is 26, but then Tatum and Brown are obviously 22 and 23. I think Marcus Smart's been in the league for like, over 10 years yeah he is right. uh, he's definitely the longest tenured celtic he is yeah i saw that he but is. 
Who who's the oldest player? Kemba. Hmm. Has to be right. Most veteran player. Yeah, I think it, I think Has it's him. Yeah. What about Ty? How long has Ty been in the league? I don't remember how he got to the Celtics. Was he drafted? They got him from Germany. Um, Kyrie mm-hmm. season was his Four. first season. Okay, so it was like. But what, I think he's about year? thirty as well. Thirty. I think so. Oh wow, he must have played. Oh, so he, uh, played, he played it, like over there as a adult. As yeah. A pro? Oh, okay. I think I think he actually may be a couple of years younger, probably like 27, 28. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Actually, Cantor's been in the league for a decent amount of time, hasn't he? Yep. Floating around between fucking Turkey and whatever countries he's allowed to fly to and from. <laughs> Let's see. He's in uh, New York for a while. Tice is 28. Okay. How old's Cantor if you have it right in front of you? Let's if you see. have him right in front of you, you can ask him. Ennis. Ennis Robert Ennis. Cantor. <laughs> Big shot, Bob. Um, oh, 28. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, definitely Kemba. How old is Kemba? 30? Let's see. Actually, I feel like those, that, those like UConn games were like 20 years ago. Kemba Ennis Walker. Kemba is... Lucas Walker. 30. Yep. Okay. 30 for 30. Self story. But all right. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I feel good. Sweep's a sweep. Get it over with. To your point, get some rest. But I did, I do, this is what I meant to say earlier. I do think it's weird, like when, and I think all leagues do this, like when certain series don't line up. I think it's weird when, like, the second round starts playing while there's still, like, first round games going on. Mm-hmm. That's always kind of weird. Um, cause that would line up sometimes, like I said, not for nothing. So say Toronto wins today, that's two sweeps to play each other. Well, Milwaukee's going to end in five. And then what's, did Indiana win the other day? Is that two, one no. or three? Oh, I think it's three. Oh, dude, Miami's good. Yeah. Miami's like good, good. I think. Yeah. They're up three. Oh, so A there's very shooters. well, there could be one loss in the East and then just get started. Because West, talk about the other leagues real quick. As that, as we're recording that Mavs Clippers game four just ended. That shit was crazy. Another crazy night by Luca, who is UI and our super producer Brian. We're talking in our group chat. I think within definitely, I'd say within five years, I think Luca is a top two player in the NBA. Probably yeah, not more than three. LeBron's gone. Um, who else? Kawhi, I guess, is still Kawhi is going to be like LeBron is now. It's it's Luca, Giannis, Tatum, maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, still have Kawhi, AD. I don't know unless Joel Embiid just turns into Shaq over this off season. I don't know. Like he's doing shit that no one else is doing. Like I used to think Russell Westbrook would put up crazy like stat lines that MVP season. These are like, he's putting up these crazy stat lines, but he's doing them in the playoffs against mm-hmm. what some people argue the best roster in the NBA. He put up, what was the stat line for today? I just had it. It's, it's like unbelievable. 47, I think. I think it was 43, 17, and 13. Yep. And one personal foul. <laughs> I think he led the game in minutes too. Oh, and he hit a game-winning three at the buzzer over Yankees Hall of Famer Reggie Jackson. So... <laughs> like crazy shit he's doing in that series and Porzingis was out tonight too and he's coming off a very emotional 24 hours of being called on live television a bitch-ass white boy in front of everyone 
This guy's going against all the odds. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? I can't even purse my lips to, I can't even like start that phrase saying that. We, we talked about that in the, in the group chat as well. I was just under the understanding that white guys in the NBA get shit on like that pretty much on a day-to-day basis. I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. I figured like once you got to college, you were, you forgot about Mm -hmm. that and you're almost like immune to it. Right. But the thing is like, it's like just being called your name at that point. That's why I don't think it's offensive to Luca because A, he's 10 times better than Montrez Harrell. And B, like I just said, I think he's, we said earlier, he's going to get, he should get MVP votes this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think being called a bitch ass white boy is any sweat off his back. And it no. can't be the first time he's heard anything like that, which not for nothing isn't even that bad. The ridiculous argument is when people, I think it was Jason Williams I sent you had this like, really awkward, uncomfortable, like heartfelt Twitter video where he's like, you know, this looked like he was on the verge of tears breaking down. Yeah. (laughs) And then people are like, well, what if the roles were reversed? The role, if the roles were reversed, yes, that would be a news story. That's, that's on, that's inappropriate. Yes. Um, Which I think is just a given nowadays. Well, excuse me, especially nowadays, like, (laughs) come on, I would assume most I would hope rather most uh, Caucasian players would understand that as well. Mm-hmm. Hence why we don't run into that scenario all that often. <laughs> it's not quite the same when you flip the roles. No. And then people are like, well, that's a double standard. It certainly is. It's, I think it's an accepted double standard. Yes. It's, it's with good reason that we've doubled the standards here. Those standards are justifiably doubled. <laughs> Ground rule, double standard. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, uh, okay. Like, what are we doing? Come I'm, on. Like, are we that desperate for a news story? There's going to be a game in like half an hour. Let's just like get I'm, ready for that one. I'm completely fine with holding people accountable even when other people are like, oh, well, that's whatever. Yeah. Cancel culture. But this one, even I was <sighs> like, no. Fucking I, yeah. I don't nah, think anyone good. should be offended by this. But then I'm when, I opened, when I opened the ES, yeah, yeah, good point. Two, us, the two resident white guys, are not offended by this. But when I opened the ESPN app earlier today, um, it was like right, right after tip off. So they were showing like a clip, and I didn't click on it, so I didn't hear the audio. But it showed Luca going to half court in the middle of warmups, and I guess getting oh, I out like a heartfelt apology from yeah. Montrez. Yeah, that was scripted. It, yeah, obviously someone WWE. told Montrez Harold to like, hey, uh, fuck, hey, Trez, we're half live. court. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I call uh, him a bitch ass white boy again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like they it, mic both of them up and he's just like cursing in his ear. Well, it's kind of like those stories. Um, I don't know if this relates at all, but it's kind of like those stories with Larry Bird, like back in the day where it's like, okay, you can say this shit, but like Larry was one of the baddest dudes out of all those guys. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to tell this guy shit. Granted, if, if he said this to like, I don't know, like Goran Dragic or fucking daniel tice or something um a it probably wouldn't be as as it it might not be a big of a story because it's like who cares i think luca being a big name probably made it a little bigger than it was but no i was actually more offended by the thought that this was a big deal than like what actually happened and here's the other thing people talk about oh what if it was the other way around unfortunately i'm sure that shit happens too i know that shit happens you hear about it all the time yeah. You know what I mean? Like in football, like you're in the middle of a tackle or whatever. Like there are, granted, I, I would assume it's not as common as 
a black player calling a white player, a, you know, some white, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to say racial slur. slur. <laughs> so not even slur. Exactly. <laughs> calling them whatever. Um, then the other way around. Yes, that is, that is inappropriate. Like, why is this even an argument? Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's what I thought of it. Jason, Jason Williams was calling for Montrez Harold to get suspended. <laughs> <laughs> from a playoff game and it's like and i i I say i get it not in the sense that i get it where like i agree but like i get it where nowadays everything like anything race nowadays is just the ultimate clickbait or the ultimate you know whatever people are going to jump on it i i'm glad it didn't get out of control i honestly don't think it's a story anymore thank god um hopefully this episode somehow doesn't go viral and people (laughs) bring it back up again but I don't know. I just saw that. And I was just like, A, I didn't, A, I didn't notice it during the game, um, which I'm sure most people didn't either. So it was definitely media driven. You know what I mean? If they just didn't bring it up, I think there was maybe 3% of the viewers who would have even noticed what he said. And maybe half of those viewers would even care and then just go on from there. But no, that shit was crazy. I was just like, is this really what we're talking about right now? Um, so I don't know who the fuck knows. I, I hope Montrez Harrell doesn't get suspended. I wouldn't support it. I don't think Luca would, but uh, I don't know. That, that's that been a really fun series from game one when all the controversy over Kristaps Porzingis getting ejected. And then let's see, then there was bitch ass white boy. And then today said bitch ass white boy comes up and fucking mops the floor with him and then walks him off. Series tied 2-2. I didn't, pick the Mavs to win I wouldn't go that far but this is going to be a series at this point I could see him winning definitely going six or seven I don't see I don't see LA coming back and winning two in a row um so I'd say this one's destined to go seven and then besides that like I like I kind of alluded to earlier the east is who cares Milwaukee's fine Miami's probably gonna win four or five Boston already won Toronto's probably gonna win by the time we finish recording Mm. (laughs) out west yeah, I assume Lakers, the Nets are just going to leave the bubble at halftime. I think they might leave at halftime. I don't even know if they have five players who like, are going to uh, come out of the huddle. Who's come the, out of the tunnel. Was that? That wasn't Vernon Davis who did that, was it? What? Quit? Who was the football player? No, who was the, oh, I know the running back who rec- retired at halftime? <laughs> That's really good. Um, while I'm looking that up, what about, have you seen anything else significant? Um, I know Lakers Blazers was a big storyline, but I think, I think we're back to status quo after these last couple games. I was just going to say something funny. I noticed, which is that like anytime a, t- a the team that's got their backs against the wall starts drawing technical fouls left and right. It's over like mm-hmm. the Sixers today. I want to say Tobias Harris got one, maybe Brett Brown too. Um, and then there was one other person who got a tech. And the beginning of the game was just there were seemed like there were technicals all over the place. Marcus Smart got one. And yeah. I was just like, when you 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 have a team on the verge of just fucking imploding, um it's not good. Like the Celtics have had the ability to, I guess, kind of screw around if they wanted to today. But mm-hmm. the Sixers are just like, dude, you guys are just kind of shooting yourselves not literally, yeah. but they were shooting themselves in the foot. And I was just like, yeah, this, this is over. I, I didn't even like watch that much of the second half. Cause it was, you need to. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty funny to see them 
shitting all over themselves. Um, yep. And B did, didn't give a fuck on defense in the second half. Nah, he's uh, dude. He, he I, looks I'm, like I'm, he's in depression. I'm ready to say I think he stinks. I, not stinks. His he's vastly underperforming, which is crazy because I think he dropped like a thirty point double double today. But yeah, I think he's at he's got to get out. He's, he's got to he's got to find a team, a coach, something to motivate him because he hates it there, and I don't blame him. Like the bubble doesn't help. I don't even know if he has again. I think I, I know he has a family, but I don't know if he like has like even if he doesn't have a family, he probably just wants to get the fuck out of there. Oh yeah, he's, tra- he's been trapped in a hotel for a month, playing on a team that's incredibly underperformed um, for the past. Showed up in a hazmat suit to prove the point that he didn't want to be there. <laughs> Seriously, bro, he's like right. Like he shows up looking like he's ready to film season six of Breaking Bad, and then he gets swept out in the first round against Boston, he's done. I don't know. There's a lot of rumor about them moving Simmons. I think they're just going to end up getting completely fucked and they're going to lose both of them. I think Simmons is going to get traded and Embiid's like, well, I, I show, I saw what this team looks like with just me. I don't like it. <laughs> this isn't the best. Not promising. This process uh, we stinks. Got, we got Al Horford's old ass. God. And Tobias Harris is stealing overpaid ass. Yeah. <laughs> He 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 got a. Do you see his rewarded. injury today? Handsome Dude, he got his clock clean today. Yeah, I did see that. He got smacked. Then he came back. Props to him. That was actually pretty dope. Would have been a lot more climatic if it was like a game that meant anything, <laughs> like the Paul Pierce wheelchair game. Speaking of that, you see the video circulating from when Luca went out with his foot. In? That was the other thing that happened. Luca got hurt. Um, when Luca got hurt there night, and like they show him like hobbling off on one foot. All yeah. the way to like to the back. It's like, you did Pat Beverly, get, like, did Pat Beverly like steal his him? wheelchair? <laughs> 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 they had a wheelchair and Pat Beverly zip tied the wheels together. <laughs> he's such a little menace, dude. He's like Bart Simpson. When he's either, he's Bart Simpson on the court, and then when he's not playing, he's just fucking chirping. And I, I, I we said this earlier in the group chat too. I don't like this Clippers team at all. I really am not a fan of them. Kawhi's. Kawhi, you know, I don't love Kawhi, but I, at least I respect him. Playoff P or pandemic P or whatever is going around. He stinks, dude. He was, he was shooting like, I think one for 11 or two for 12 going into the fourth quarter with seven points. That can't happen on this team. That's absurd. Yeah. That's absurd. He, Kawhi he Leonard chose to come here. Player. Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce, Paul George was the piece that made Kawhi Leonard choose the Clippers. Like that's not great for um, anyone involved in that organization. I don't even know if you know what his I don't know what his final stat line was, but it couldn't have been anything great if that's what his numbers were going in the fourth quarter. Pat Beverly, like I said, he's just a pest. Montrez Harrell is too busy doing whatever he's doing. Lou Williams dropped like thirty three today, but he's has his own storylines. Um, I don't know. They have one of the Morris brothers over there. I'm still not sure which one. I think it's Marcus. <laughs> I think they switched like during games to like play pranks on each other. I can't believe they both ended up playing in LA, but on different teams. <laughs> I can't wait for the Western Conference Finals <laughs> when they match up against each other. You know, we shit on like the McCordy, not shit, but we like tease the McCordy twins all the time about like always being together. Dude, these guys have always been together. They played college together. Um, they never played in the NBA together, did they? 
They did on Phoenix. They? <laughs> they were in Phoenix together. Yep. These guys are like fucking. They're like the bananas in pajamas guys. They're just like <laughs> twins who are side by side at all times. I said this before we started recording for, um, like the whole similarities thing. It's even weirder that they have the exact same tattoos in the same spots and they have the exact same shooting form. That's yeah. not something that you, that just happens. I thought there was always like twin rivalries. Yeah. Yeah. But I always thought there were like sibling rivalries. Like they wanted to like go against each other and like be different. They're the same fucking person. What's the opposite of rivalry? Cause that's what this the is. The Morris twins. <laughs> yeah. Sibling I think they're like a weird, chivalry. like science experiment. I think one of them's a clone. I think. I don't know. That'd be my guess. I've never seen videos of them as kids, but Do they I think even maybe, keep the maybe same Marcus hair. Yeah. Maybe Marcus was born first when he was like five or six. They're like, wow, like he has some skills in basketball. If we had two of them, we could double our double our profits if they both go to the NBA. Well, what are we gonna call him? Maybe we'll call him Mark Keese. I don't know. Well, okay, we but getting- we got to keep them somewhat separated. Well, Marcus got accepted to Kansas. Maybe we can get Marquise into Kansas <laughs> as well. Same dorm. Same dorm. Same, same tattoo. Bed, if we need to. Same bed. I don't know. I'm all in on this clone experiment. In the beginning um, of his stint with the Celtics, Marcus Morris, mm-hmm. I remember they both got in trouble for kicking the shit out of like their mom's boyfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone that she was dating. And so like he, the same guy. He, he missed the beginning of the season because um, he was in some legal trouble, which is hilarious. Because They both were? Are, Mar- somehow, somehow, in air quotes, I'm saying this, mm-hmm. Marcus was mm-hmm. the only one that was fighting. I don't know. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, he missed the beginning guy. of the season. And those guys are scary. I don't know yeah, what the fuck they're, they're from, big, but they're yeah, very they're big scary. Athletes. I yep. can't imagine that the person on the other end of this beating was bigger than them. Not two of them. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, speaking of size. Mm. No, this is a real question. So they, Doris Burke said this on the broadcast. She's like, Joel Embiid is like so graceful. We've never seen anyone like him. I need to see more of him. A guy that's seven foot, 250 pounds, Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, no, stop right there. There's no way that Joel Embiid is only 250. I would. How tall is he? He's at least seven feet. Um, Yeah. I just looked it up and he said that he insists on being listed as like something lower. Uh, So fucking stupid. Probably used to be fat. He's probably still kind of embarrassed. He's not in great shape. That the bubble's shown this. But yeah, but like he's definitely closer to 300 than 250. I would say he's like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, LeBron was 265 in Miami. Right. (laughs) It's hilarious. He's built like a building. Trust the. uh, Nah, dude, those numbers are always off. Like, but usually, well, it's well, basketball is different. Football, it's usually in another direction. Like, there used to be wide receivers who were like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm six one, two fifty five, all muscle." It's like, no, you're not, bro. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, you're like wide receivers, they're all listed at like six feet, yeah. six one, and I'm like, okay, nah, five, ten. <laughs> five ten, one ninety. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Jackson's listed at like six three, two fifty. Okay. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Got you, jackpot. Uh, speaking of that, I have a fantasy draft tonight. First one of the year. Good luck. Eight o'clock. Half point PPR. Ooh. Another two quarterbacks. With, uh, with a couple supporters of the show. Oh, word. Nice. Good stuff. Maybe speaking if we go over, might draft on air. 
Speaking what? of which, you had a word about our supporters and yes, what they right. should do. Damn it. I meant to say that at the beginning because probably no one's listening anymore. But if you are, <laughs> um, no, if you are in all seriousness, I know we've been kind of fooling around with some, some ad, ad reads and stuff like that. But, you know, we really don't bombard with any serious advertisements or commercials. So <laughs> really the, the best way to help us out is um, subscribe, leave a review on Apple. Apple's probably the best platform for that. It's super simple. Just go to the show. I think you scroll down a little bit and then you'll see all the stars. Takes half a second to hit five stars. Definitely hit the fifth one. Definitely the fifth one. Plead Mm -hmm. the fifth on that one for sure. And then um, maybe 15 seconds to write a quick review too. Great show. Keep it up. Blah, blah, blah. Something like that. So helps a lot. Helps get us in front of uh, more of an audience, more people, um, which is something we're trying to do. So anyway, if you're listening to this and you just heard that, really no excuse not to otherwise you're just a bad person so mm-hmm. that's pretty much it that's the ad read for today <laughs> well let's do this let's let's transition to this um like i said playoffs in the nba are happening celtics feeling good on a four-game sweep probably going into toronto next and then we'll see how the wet the west shakes up there, there's some good matchups out west i think every game every matchup in the west um probably go at least six games at this point so looking forward to that but oh, Soapy. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Last question. Sure. Mary fuck kill the Walker edition. Kemba, Antoine, Luke Sky. Hmm. I know. Do not make the wrong decisions here. I, I'd kill Luke Skywalker because oh, okay. he's fictional and doesn't really affect my life. And I've already seen all his movies. I'm gonna, good guy. I'm going to change it up a little him. bit and go like short-term versus long-term, which I think is a more appropriate response to the last two. I'd marry Antoine Walker and then keep Kemba short-term. Antoine's a goat. If Antoine's listening, we've invited him on multiple times. We really have. He so. should come on. Antoine. We really have. He's really not listening. But yes. <laughs> here's the thing. Like we, I don't like saying guests before they happen. There's some guests we're never going to get, obviously, um, like Luke Skywalker. But mm, I could see I, – I would be willing to bet – I think Antoine Walker will be on the show by the time we retire. Definitely. Yeah, I, I can Maybe confidently even within say, a year, actually. Yeah. I would confidently say Antoine Walker will be on the show within a year from today, yep. next August. Oh, yeah. I, I'd bet some good money on that. In terms of hmm, – who would I marry – I didn't ask. Would I engage in entanglement with? Hmm. Entangle, Mary kill. I think I'd marry Tangle, Mary Kate, and Ashley Olsen. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd marry Kemba. He seems like I love Antoine, but Mary um, Kemba seems like such a nice dude. Like he's won sportsmanship. uh, Oh, he's a great guy. Oh, the year award. Got plenty of money. Speaking of money, (laughs) it's another difference between the two. Have you seen Broke? Let's keep it on the, the positive side with Antoine in case have he's you, listening to. Have you seen Broke, the documentary I've been referring you to? I haven't. You should. I think it's – our listeners are listening. I think it's one of the better 30 for 30s that are out there. Um, Shout out to Pablo Torre, another person that mm, probably will not be on, on the show, too. but no, we he's are coming trying on. to He's coming him. on. He's coming on. Um, then there's the one we're not going to name, but there's, there's one holy grail that we're working on right now. <laughs> not even a name grail. It. yep um anyway uh it's kobe's birthday today too 
Mm. So again, we're recording this on 823. I never realized how ironic it is. His birthday's 823, which is pretty dope. Yeah. His number and then Jordan's number. I forgot, dude. I totally forgot about this too. Because before I posted something on our page today, I saw it was Kobe's birthday. I'm like, all right, I'm obviously going to Google it first just to make sure. He died on my birthday. I totally forgot about that. January 26th. That shows <laughs> like how significant that was. I totally forgot that was my birthday. Like that wasn't even a consideration after like one o'clock or whenever it happened. Whenever Definitely not a happy birthday. Very, very piss poor birthday. Can't imagine you were blowing out any candles. I remember that day. It was another weekend. Every now and then, Ari, my wife works all weekend. So I was home by myself. I had Carter. That's before, that's when he was still kind of like very needy and like a real, quite frankly, a real pain in the ass. So I was home with him all day. No one to celebrate with besides him. Um, the, the Kobe news happens. And it's like, what the fuck else is going to happen? How can this day get any worse? I don't think it got any worse. But uh, nah, turning turning thirty one this past January, definitely not one of, definitely not in the top thirty one for sure. Might be towards the bottom. Might be in the cellar of that one. Sucks. Shit sucks. It should be a good year. This is the Cedric Maxwell year. Yep. Vince Carter's birthday that day too. Do you have any cool celebrity birthdays? I have Vince Carter, Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> and I think there was another one. Two of the all time greats. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the all-time uh, great small forwards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> great dunkers. She played at UNC too, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She's been in some hot water lately, or like Ooh. a month ago. <laughs> Ellen? Yeah. Has yeah, she been canceled? That. Is that happening? I don't really watch no. daytime TV. I feel like if you're just... You basically like a, came out that she's a bitch. Yeah, if you're just <laughs> a bitchy worse. person, like whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think I have Dwayne Wade is the same birthday. Oh, you have the same birthday as my mom, my brother. So I should know some of those people. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, January 16th? I think so. I'm not going to look it up. That's cool. Um, like I said, and then you have this my little mom guy, Martin Luther King. I don't know. Yep. I think he that was his birthday. Shit. I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. Nice. It's either that or a day after. And who, who's really the first day. one he said? Dwayne Wade? Mm-hmm. So pretty similar. Dwayne Wade, Martin Luther King, Vince Carter, Ellen Jen. They're all in the same bucket. Who would win in a two on two? Great question. Oh, not even close. <laughs> I, I meant a, I meant uh, arm wrestling. Now that's a horse of a different color, for well, sure. Actually, here's Hell. a better question: What is a two-on-two match that would be a close match if you were to put these pairs against each other? Like maybe table bocce? tennis. Oh, okay. Bocce. I was gonna say. I mean, Dwayne Wade and Vince <laughs> Carter, are professional athletes. Yep. So they cancel each other. I have out. a feeling Martin Luther King seems like he'd be a better athlete than Ellen DeGeneres. But I don't know. I mean, he wasn't like in great shape. He was a little heavy, wasn't he? Sort of. Yeah. Not really. He wasn't fat. Those two are actually more All those marches. Than you think. That's a lot of walking. Those marches he led and everything. Uh, yeah. Guys got I assume he walked outside of those marches as well. But um, and then Ellen, she sits a lot. She's a good dancer. But great dancer. But she does sit during her her job is sitting. But she was a stand-up comedian. So she was standing then. So I think it balances out. Both of them can definitely command an audience. Yep. And both, yep. Uh, I'm not even trying to be funny, but this is mm-hmm. true. Both really loved women. Like, 
Mm. Ellen, well, you know, well, and Martin were both- Luther King was, uh, I, I think he was like an adulterer. Like he cheated oh, on his come wife. On, don't around. do that. There's nothing um, wrong with that. I mean, there is, but I'm not going to let that. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I think they're both very philanthropic, philanthropic. There we go. Philanthropic people. They do yeah. good things. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Martin Luther King seemed like a good guy from what I read in a history book. Hey, if he was alive now, he would have lived long enough to get himself canceled somehow, I bet. That's so sad, but true. It's, um, it's, uh, what is the fucking movie? Harvey Dent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, The Dark Knight. Yeah. You live long enough to see yourself become, you either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. That's a great line. That's the one of the great story lines of, of my time. life. Yeah. It fucking sucks. I Have you seen the new Batman trailer? Yeah. It, it looks dope. I think it looks pretty good. Excellent. I was I was skeptical because I never I watched the Robert Pattinson movie, but I know what he's from. The thing is, is like it doesn't matter as much because the actor, the actor is really playing Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Batman is Batman. He has enough covering yep. and does the same shit in every movie. He does look kind of like a strange Bruce Wayne from the very very limited scenes he's in. As Batman, he looks great. He looks it looks like a really dark it looks like i'm curious to see what the rating is i don't think there hasn't been a real rated r one um not that i know if this one is or not but i'd actually like to see a legit real i guess the closest thing was joker but i haven't actually seen joker yet and i know batman isn't really in it but still oh great um, movie have you seen it for real phenomenal movie yep are you being serious yeah with um joaquin phoenix yep okay who's your favorite bruce wayne Hmm. I really liked the Michael Keaton, but I thought Christian Christian Bale was awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's the best Bruce Wayne. Michael Keaton might be the best Batman, but Christian Bale's definitely the best Bruce Wayne. But no, this I, one looks I know good. who it is, and it's not Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Mm. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, Adam West. Shout out Family Guy. Shout out KG, which is a great transition into our next topic. So yes. Outside of all the other, whatever I was just saying, um, well, no, shout out, happy birthday, Kobe, RIP, the Batman stuff, whatever. So Soapy and I recently, I don't know, is this still a newer movie? Was yeah. it nominated this year's, the last Oscars? Yeah, uh, in okay. the very beginning so of the year. missed the Oscar cutoff. And it, it came out in December is when it came okay, out. Cool. So it's, yeah. um, So we both watched the movie Uncut Gems over the weekend for the first time, which is on Netflix now. I think, it is? Where did you watch it? Motherfucker. I accidentally you ordered buy it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was on Netflix. I figured you brought it up because it was on Netflix. No. Stupid. That, okay. Well, how much did you order it for? Uh, I bought it for like 17 bucks. Well, <laughs> I mean, I pay $8 a month for Netflix. It's not really much of a difference. Not, I think well, I, I'd have to watch it once a month. Which I also I paid $18 for one movie, whereas you pay $8 a month for <laughs> yeah, several thousand. Yeah, I didn't thousand. think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about that aspect. But That's yeah, fair. anyways. Sad but true. So you suggested we watch it and talk about it. I've heard it was great, and I knew I would love it from everything I've seen. I just, I don't really watch many movies anymore. 
So we both buckled in, sat down and watched it separately, um, socially distant from each other mm-hmm. over the weekend. Are we going to keep this pretty spoiler free? I don't we, think we, we easily can. So, I mean, we, yeah, I think we true. can. Yeah, that's fine. So let's start with the end. There's really only one um, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Correct. Um, but no, I think, I, I don't even know where to start. So Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Start with Adam Sandler. I thought, well, first of all, I thought the movie was great. The movie was great, but it was a little, it was weird. Like if you've seen yes. it, it, right? It like, Big, it weird. like fucks with you. <laughs> like I walked, I watched it. I watched it in two parts. So I started it last night. I probably watched, it's like two hours. So I probably watched an hour and an hour. And it like, it just kicks off. And it's like, it's beyond, it's like whatever is the next level from suspense. It's almost like an intense feeling. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, not on the edge of my seat, but I'm watching it like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if you can explain it better, go ahead. But it certainly makes you feel some sort of way throughout the movie. I'm definitely not indifferent on it. I'll say that much. It was the way that I texted you. I said it was like a two hour panic attack. Pretty much. I was, yeah, kind of on the edge of my seat. But at the same time, I just wanted to yell at my TV the whole time. It's very frustrating perspective. Yeah. Super frustrating and (laughs) stressful. And I was just like, yeah. Stressful and frustrating um, is the best way to put it. And very good, too. Yeah. Every time that something stupid had happened to Adam so, Sandler's So go character. through, like, the basic plot, like, from the beginning. Okay. So he's a... he own, Adam Sandler a jeweler. is a jeweler in New York City. Um, and he works with Lakeith, Stanfield, Lakeith Stanfield's character, who I guess kind of brings him business to the store. And it's usually... if I think the implication was that they're, like athletes or rich guys who like so that's actually a good point in i was trying to figure out like the dynamic of the store as well so he it's like he has him and then his girlfriend too mm-hmm. i didn't even realize work there till like close to the end they they're basically salespeople. yeah they go out bring people into adam sandler who's the owner to buy shit but yeah to your point what was the guy's I didn't even know that deontay stanfield oh his character damani damani great character yeah he he's friends with kg in the in the movie the 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 like time piece of the movie was was sick as a celtics fan that was so oh, cool. yeah like that really got me going it's basically i think it was a 2012 playoffs yeah the run that led to lebron dropping 45 on us yeah but that so playoff run was a good run it was and that's why i was like wait it, eventually i realized it wasn't but at first i was like is this i know it wasn't a true story but i was like they're using actual game footage so did this shit really happen but no, I looked it up. Everything's fictional. Um, but yeah, so it's basically that guy, one of um, Adam Sandler's employees, boys with KG, brings him in to buy something. And it's just like that. It's like, it's even hard to explain it. Cause it's like, there's so many things on top of each other. It basically starts with him owing money. Put it that way. He owes money to a couple of hitmen. Yeah. And, and come in, fuck like him a gamble, up a little bit. Adam Sandler has a gambling problem. Gambling debt gambling problem resulting in his gambling debt yeah but that's what just drove me crazy it's like the different layers these guys take you know what i mean like he lent it it all started because he got this crazy rare diamond from some other country um which is fictional by the way but it's this crazy diamond he was gonna sell it for what he thought was appraised like a million dollars at an auction so but just like the layering of like collateral so like 
he owes money. So he lets, and let me ask you this. So when KG first comes to buy something like buy earrings or some shit, Adam Sandler brings out that uncut gem, like the big million dollar thing. Do you think that was his plan all along to bring that out, to show it to KG, to get KG to want to take it for the night, to get KG's championship ring as collateral, to use that as collateral, to get money, to go do the other thing? (laughs) I do. Oh, I definitely uh, do. Why else would he bring it out to show him if he wasn't going to sell it to him? There's no, I don't know. He, he also seems like kind of a dummy. Good point. Very (laughs) dumb. I love, I, so I'll say this. I thought his performance was great. I love the character. I hated like his accent. It wasn't like a New York accent. It wasn't a, I I don't think it was like a Jewish, very Jewish, by the way, (laughs) one of the most Jewish like family television ensembles I've ever seen. I have no idea what that holiday was they were celebrating, but it was, it was weird, right? It wasn't a New York accent. Mm-mm. It wasn't a Jewish accent. If there His fucking look pissed me off too. Very Glasses, sloppy. The, yeah. the stud earrings. <laughs> yeah. um, he looked like a douche. Like the, the track suit half yeah. the time. But he looked like a New York jeweler, actually. I mean, yeah. Outside of that, and outside of all the crime stores work in new york i was gonna like say salesmen that go you have salesmen that walk out looking for prospects like the weekend the weekend was in it too <laughs> that was a cool scene i think the jewelry oh, like dick. that lifestyle is kind of badass but mm-hmm. again it's certainly nothing i want to get involved in after watching this but no i think so i mean i don't get it like why i don't under because if that wasn't his plan then that truly means all this stuff was just randomly one after another. I think his plan was to get collateral to bring that other place to get money to give. I'm trying to think back to even how it happened. So he, KG comes in to buy something. He brings out that thing before his game and KG's like, I have to have this. He's like, it's not for sale. He's like, let me borrow it for the night, just for the game. He's like, okay, well, I need some collateral. So he gives him his 08 championship ring, but then he immediately, his first thought is to go pawn it at the other place. I don't think he would have just thought of that that quickly. But I, so I'm I even trying to think. He pawns it there to get what? Cash? Uh, he borrows yeah, something. 21 grand, that. I think. 21 grand. Okay. But My favorite the, candy bar. The, <laughs> the frustrating part is I feel like there was at least two or three times when the debt was solved and it just kept going to like something else. That was the most frustrating part, <laughs> encompassed by the final bet at the end. When that happened, I was like, I, I can't like vouch for this guy anymore. You know what I mean? When he had the cash in hand from the sale. Yeah. And then he's talking to K- great scene, by the way. And KG was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing himself. <laughs> but I thought he was phenomenal in that movie. Like that was KG playing himself. And yeah. it's cool because like, you know, these guys do this shit too. I don't know to that extent. Like he did it like an hour before a playoff game. I hope he wasn't doing this shit. Um, but, but yeah, he basically, he has this big debt paid off after all this other shit goes wrong. You'll have to actually watch the movie. And then he's talking to KG. Remember, he's like, uh, it was a great scene. He's like, KG bought the, thing, the, the diamond off of Adam Sandler for like, I think it was 165 grand. Yep. He's like, all right, tell me man to man, like how much you pay for this? He's like, I paid 100 grand for it. And he's like, okay. He's like, wow. He's like, after all those people do, like, you thought it was worth a million, but you only played a hundred grand, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you feel about that? And then he goes into a spiel. Like, he's like, KG, like, look at Vegas odds. Like they have you at over under like 18 points tonight, and like eight rebounds. 
he's like, he's like, you know, you're going to do better than that. He's like, don't you feel disrespected by these people? Don't you want to go out and just kill these numbers tonight? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm going to place this on a like six way parlay, which is a sick bet, by the way. I didn't know those, you could do that. Like an individual player, like points plus rebounds. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, anyway, takes the money with the people he owes the money, literally a door away, throws it to like someone to go place the bet. And then, you know, the, the rest is the rest without giving too much away, but it's just a really crazy, and it took, I think it takes place in like two or three days at the most, this whole movie. It basically just goes down like a worst case scenario of like gambling debt and all the crazy shit people have to do to like get out of it. And this guy went through some crazy shit to get out of it. Well, you'll see if he gets out of it. Um, There's a couple of things that I still don't get. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Let's just, I guess there's a plot of the movie. Um, (laughs) And I guess if you've seen the movie, this might be relevant to you. If you haven't, hopefully this motivates you to go watch it. Um, But yeah, what what were some of your initial thoughts from the movie? Because I had some too. So a couple of things I noticed that um, like I was talking to someone else, shout out to, to, Caitlin, I won't say the last name, but big supporter of the show. But I brought up the name of the movie and I was like, I've started the movie. This is a really odd tone and I can't really describe it. And I she agree. was like, oh, that's the movie by the uh, Safdie brothers, right? And I was like, I don't fucking know who that is, but yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Either. And she was like, yeah, um, they're, they're kind of known for that. Like they've done some other movies where it's just an Ooh. odd, like it makes you feel a certain way, like you said in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, definitely. It so one thing that they definitely do is anytime that there's like real eh, no a lot of the dialogue there's not a ton of background noise while people are talking so like yeah. you really feel what people are saying oh yeah number one the frustration number two is just all the dumb shit that adam sandler's character gets into and like you said just layering making the problem continually worse mm-hmm. and i wasn't sure what he was building toward like the whole time i was like what the fuck is going to be the climax of this movie? I yeah. don't understand where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Um, number three, I didn't get the the basic premise of KG seeing this jewel and being like, oh man, this makes me feel magical. I was me like, either. out of all the realistic shit strange. that can happen in this movie, yeah. that's, a weird, that's a weird thing to introduce. Like yep. Kevin Garnett, the, this fucking hard ass, um, most yeah. intense player in the history of basketball well, is just like <laughs> just feels enchanted by a well rock. to your point he's intense he is kind of weird i remember he's he kind of like, shit like that um i know i think i knew he was into like like dime like he always wore crazy earrings and like shit mm-hmm. like that i can see him being into that stuff but yeah it was a, it was almost like that's where the movie got like really kind of like fictional it Here's was almost like supernatural like yeah the rock he has yeah, it's not, like it, a nor- it's not like a real thing. Because in the beginning of the movie, the the very opening scene is showing them in Ethiopia and the miners yep. like pulling the rock out, and yep. the way that they kind of zoom into, mm-hmm. I want to say that the letters of the of the title of the movie, like I don't yep. even know how to fucking describe it. Yeah, it kind I know of exactly morphs into like the scene, yep. and it was really weird. And yep. I was like, wait, that's the tone of this movie? I thought this is going to be the standard like, yeah, I don't know if you've seen Rounders or something like that, just a standard gambling debt movie. But yep. the, the craziest thing that I thought had no explanation was how he had a girlfriend on the side with an apartment and his wife knew about it. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> hinted at that. No, they hinted at that. They knew yeah, they talked they, they knew did, they were gonna get divorced. Point, well, 
And they that, just talked talk about when to do it. So she knew, they knew about that. I think they were just basically separated, but staying together for the kids type of thing. That I don't know. It's just me. so weird because when Adam Sandler thought that he was done with that girl, Julia, yeah. the girlfriend, he comes mm-hmm. back to his wife in the middle of that dinner and yeah. was like, yeah, I, you know, I fucked up, but I think I'm done with her. Yeah. Could you imagine that conversation happening in yeah, real life? Like, Unfortunately, mm, I think that, that stuff does happen. I think people like... That's nuts. They're still technically married, but they break up and they might live together or they have to do shit for the kids. Or No, I, they definitely addressed it, I remember. They yeah. kept talking about like the date they were actually going to do it. So I, I, I don't know. I kind of figured that, but... It was just weird. Um, a the scene at the recital was interesting tone. too. The what? The scene at the recital. His daughter's dance oh, recital. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's that. And it's crazy because it's like, I was going to ask you first, like, if you consider this like a sports movie or not. It, it, it's, it's definitely like a gambling, like mob movie with sports ties into it. A little yeah. bit. Towards yeah, the end, less, there's a little more sports, sports into it. Right. But that's, that's, from what I've heard and like seen and shit, that's like New York, like gambling. Like they don't give a fuck, dude. They'll come and find you where you are. <laughs> they came to like, you'll see in the movie, but it's like basically come to like, just check up on him at his daughter's recital. And those guys were kind of badass. It's just like, they just check up on you. Hey, we're here. Let's talk. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're your daughter's chorus recital, you owe us money, pay up. What are we going to do? And they certainly did something to him. Um, but, you ever but, yeah. been a jeweler? Have I? Yeah, in New no. York. Uh, no. Oh, no, sorry, New Hampshire. <laughs> Never been a jeweler anywhere. Oh, um, gotcha. All right, jeweler. I bear- <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? But no, it's a great movie. It's very intense. Another friend of the program, Shawnee O. Big fan of the movie. I was talking to him. I guess I can say this. Yeah, I guess I can say this. It has a lot of, uh, outside of like the way it's filmed, like, like you said, it is filmed differently to show a very like suspenseful like vibe that really like you connect with. I thought I agreed with him where he said it kind of has some departed ties to it as well. Mm-hmm. I think very similar, like a lot of different side stories going on that kind of all come together at the end. Um, I, you know what I mean? There's, one part of the movie that's very similar to Departed. Um, but I, I just think, no, I thought it was a really good movie. <laughs> there was one thing that I just couldn't get over that I thought was so crazy. And this is from like the sports gambling side. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Do you? I think. <laughs> I think he did it two or three times. And the first time I thought I misheard him or maybe I didn't understand it. So oh, no. these Okay. So it's, it's about how we bet. Okay. Bet so... He does, the end of the movie is based on, it's all or nothing, basically, on this huge bet he lays. This crazy parlay on Kevin Garnett, like I said, after he has that conversation with him. So it's like Celtics points, Kevin Garnett to hit, um, uh, I think it was an over of 26 points and rebounds, Mm -hmm. which to me sounds like a no-brainer. So if you know how parlays work, you have to hit, it's all or nothing. So Celtics have to win. KG has to hit the combined points. There's one other, but he also parlays the opening game tip off with all these bets. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I only noticed that in the last one, but he did he that did in the other one too. He did it twice. He did it twice. He did it in the other one when he was watching it like with his son, like at his, at his house. <laughs> that is so 
that's the, that's like the epitome. That's the definition of gambling, but you're telling me like he, okay. So his life, basically his life is on the line during that last bet. Mm -hmm. And when you watch the movie, like the guys who will kill him, if he loses are right there with him. And he's like, all right, like we're going to hit this game. We have to watch the whole game together, blah, blah, blah. But part of that parlay is the opening tip of the game. If that tip, if you don't win that tip, you're dead. I just think that's, that just baffles me. That seems so crazy to do. Don't that's you? That's hilarious. Cause yeah, I, I do. But I mean, as a guy who considers the jump ball life and death anyways, uh, you throw money into it. It's no different to me. I, I was like, I guess, yeah, those are the same stakes parlay, that I perceive. What's the point? Yeah, that's I true. Don't know. That that was nuts. I didn't Imagine, even think. Okay, of that. so just think about like from a you put trying to like you know rationalize this. I'm not you know I put fifty bucks on an opening tip off. That's like crazy. <laughs> I'm like on the edge of my seat watching the TV for an opening tip off. But then I remember, I remember because I remember of Rondo. I feel like the Celtics won a lot of tip offs. Yeah. Like they were very good at winning that opening tip. Yeah. But yeah, I just found that so crazy to put that as part of your, like, it wasn't even a thought. It was like, okay, I need KG to hit the points. I need the Celtics to win. But that could all mean nothing within the first half a second of the game. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, for a second, I was about to say, that's such a stupid thing to put into the movie. But now I think about it, I was like, no, that makes him even more of a degenerate. And but he wasn't more even of about life it. and death. Like, the game started to, all right, let's start. Oh, we got the tip. All right, let's go. That I don't know. That just really bothered me. <laughs> what I couldn't I was get past say, that. That's yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. What I was gonna say, not a huge thing. That I mean, I'm not gonna try to be like a critic of the film. Mm. I just thought it was weird how he with Lakeith Stanfield, um, mm. when KG was in Philly and they had to go down to like their practice, somehow <laughs> just got into the scene. practice court at like at the Wachovia Center or mm. Wells Fargo. Shout yeah, out yeah. Mark, yeah. Uh, TKA. Um, they just got onto the practice court, and then Adam Sandler was running around legit on the court, like stealing the ball from other people. Okay. That, <laughs> part was it weird. that part was weird. I don't know why he didn't just either get his ass kicked or get arrested. Yeah. But KG's friend, I think I understand. Cause I think he was like in KG's like entourage. So like they had a was. list. I do. I do. I do. He was. I, I definitely he was do. more so like friends with Sandler, I thought, than he was with KG. No, he worked for Sandler. He brought him KG. He went back into like the locker room. He went past the people who yeah. had the clipboard, like going through names. So obviously his name was on that list. All right. But, 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 but to your point, yeah, the part that did rub me the wrong way when <laughs> that happened. That whole scene was just bizarre because it's like, at that point, I was still trying to figure out like exactly what's going on and like how much money he owes to who. And I didn't understand that hotel he was at. That was like at the appraisers where they were going to have the meeting to actually sell the, the rock mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. So he just gets in his car and drives two hours to Philadelphia practice. It's just like something like that. It's like you don't sleep for three days because you just you can't waste a second not trying to get your money and like figure this shit out and it was crazy no it's a crazy movie like it it really isn't i don't think it's really a sports it's sports i don't know if it's more of a sports movie or a it's not like a gangster movie no it's not a real drama it's 
three days of just craziness for Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's just Adam like Sandler one guy too. having like yeah the problem of a lifetime. And one weekend, like the the crazy shit that he does to get through it. Yeah, I thought like some of the fr- another frustrating part was the um, uh, the annoying old guy that was balding but had like curly hair on his sides. Like a oh god, that guy was the worst. That guy who was a complete afterthought. I was like, waiting. I was I guess it's kind of a spoiler alert. I was waiting for him to like be a big part of the plot in some way, but he really wasn't. Right, he was, he was, he was just really annoying as fuck. Whenever he was, he probably on owed him like ten grand, and he just like wouldn't go away. But that's I feel like that's, that scene where they're getting in the car to drive to Philly, and he literally wouldn't get out of the way to let yeah. um, Adam yeah. Sandler get in the car. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I, I honestly think that's like, like it doesn't really happen like where we live, but I think that's pretty just common in like New York, Boston. Like people mm-hmm. just bet, gamble, and they're legit. There's real bookies down there who are collecting real money and will really fuck you up. Let me ask you this. Did you think that from how I answered it, asked the question, you're going to know mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Did yep. you think that they did a good job of explaining why Lakeith Stanfield, like basically let KG keep that rock for longer than he should have? No, none of that made sense. Okay. That's why it was so okay. uneasy. Good. I was like, this, <laughs> like I was just waiting I, I know what you, I know what you're saying, and it's like no, I, I didn't understand that, and it's still I, the movie's weird because there's parts where like you're expecting the worst thing to happen, but then it doesn't. Like I was expecting, and at this point, I don't. These aren't spoilers. We're not saying how it ends, but I was expecting. Like, weren't you expecting him to not get his championship ring back, and that would be like the big yes. plot, right? Yep. I was also obviously expecting Adam Sandler never to get that like uncut gem back from KG. Yep. Like, okay, this is what the movie's about. He's pawning this shit off. He's definitely not going to get it back. Not yeah, I was, nothing. Everything worked out pretty as planned. You know <laughs> what I mean? He got it. KG, as soon as, and that was the craziest part. I, I can't even believe it got that far. I can't believe he let him walk out of the place with that thing. With that like uncut gem. I was like, wait a minute. You're really like, no way he actually does this. And then he, so KG gives him his championship ring, his collateral. And then he just leaves it at this other shop and says, yeah, I'll pick it up in like a weekend. It's like, no way you do these things just expecting them to work out. That's why like as soon as, um, uh, what's the guy's name? His, His coworker, KG's boy. Damani. Damani pulls up and says like, yo, I ain't got it. I was like, okay, here's the movie. No shit. Like here's the adventure. <laughs> and then the next day, oh, well, then he meets him at the club too. That pissed me off when he, he's like, hey, come to the weekend show tonight. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring it for you. Yeah. Right. And then he gets there. No he's explanation, like, oh, I don't have really. it. I don't have it. And I'm just like, okay, there's obviously more to this. And then the next scene is, it's like, yep, his KG, I'm downstairs at the bank. I have everything. He's like, oh, all right. So nothing happened. So not for nothing, nothing really happens in this movie until like the last 20 minutes. Everything, got two goes, scenes. everything goes as planned, but slightly off like 12 to 24 hours. And that's pretty much it. This, this movie is just a constant, constant rotation of people being about 12 hours late for what they were supposed to do. I was going to say and that's this, uncut gems. Um, there's, there's two scenes that, like you said, that you weren't expecting. I was not expecting to, 
for him uh, when those like gangsters or whatever showed up to his, um, mm. his daughter's play recital. Yeah. For him to just be driven back to the play recital completely realistically unharmed after they like threatened mm. his life. And they're like, yeah. like you need to get us the money because look at what we're doing to we're you right really now. We're really mad. I wasn't expecting the guy that was in the front seat of the car to be his in-law. Yeah, that was also. interesting. Yeah. Um, yep. Then I wasn't expecting his wife to just be completely cool <laughs> that he just shows back up at the recital in a different pair of clothes. No, 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 no. She I got him out of the trunk. Oh, yes. Okay. And then but, he but went still, into the car no, no, and no. he had to change clothes, didn't he? No, she got, she unpopped the trunk, saw how he was in the trunk and didn't seem to really care. Yeah, sorry, I buried the lead. That's what I really meant. But then she, didn't he, he was like, naked in a clothes? trunk? <laughs> and she's like, "All right, we'll just get your ass back in." <laughs> and then a second one. Soon. When he was with the gangsters um towards the end of the movie and mm. he's approaching them cuz he's pissed. I can't remember exactly what happened. Mm. He's mm. pissed and they're walking mm. in New York City. He catches up to two of them. Yep. And they proceed to like whip the shit out of him. Yeah. And he ends up getting they thrown into like him. the fountain. Mm-hmm. they throw him into a fountain and he's just drenched and i'm like yeah. hold that's on why, what that no, came out of why, nowhere no they he no dude he owed them money at that time and he didn't have it that was not that but they had let him like they had let they had let it slide to the point where he was just kind of like what yeah yeah they he started said, to walk said, away no i know he said something uh hard to talk about this without talking about the end but i'm not i'm not going to but it's like hit you could tell the two hitmen were building up frustration with this guy yes and you know what i mean and it was just like ah, one of these days buddy <laughs> but uh but you no say I the wrong the thing note, pal yeah, the other note is i find it hard to believe that the same actor who played billy madison <laughs> played the same character in this movie because i thought he i i thought he was a really it was a great performance great movie everything it's except very, for that goddamn accent yeah so who was the guy who so you're saying there's the same like director who does other movies like this yeah i think the other movie is called good it. time okay i never heard of it it's it's a it's a pair of brothers yeah, not the fairly brothers. It reminded brothers. me a little bit of um, like a Guy Ritchie movie, like Snatch or um, have you seen any of those movies? Guy Ritchie, mm, Snatch. I think I have seen called Snatch, Revolver. A long time ago, though. Did Sherlock and Holmes? He actually did the live action Aladdin. Um, <laughs> seen that movie? Uh, half of it. It's my favorite one out of the live action remakes. I think all the other ones stink. Actually, Beauty and the Beast wasn't bad. Lion King stunk. Um, I guess that's the only. Will one. Smith was hilarious. It's genius. Yeah, he was interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I thought Uncut Gems was good. Definitely worth checking out. We should do that every now and then. Both watch a movie we haven't seen, and then mm-hmm. just tell our listeners what happens, so they don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we're like no. spark notes for movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you don't end up saving any time, so you might as well just watch the movie. Yeah. Right. Um, no, it, it is a dope movie. Like they had some sick characters. I, I told you off, off recording. I love that actor. Um, you said his name like 10 times, but I can't remember it. Oh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, dude. He's in, yep. what's he in? He's in that movie. I forget what it was called. Um, I think it's called like, sorry for bothering you about like the telemarketing. Have you seen that movie? 
I haven't seen that. It's so sick. I've watched it. I've never watched it from beginning to end. I watch it in like parts. It's basically, it's him and Danny Glover is also in it. And it's basically like, he's like a telemarketer. And then he develops like this fake white voice. And it shows you like how much more he sells and stuff. It's like, it's like a, I don't know, like a pro black movie, I guess. But uh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's really good. Dude, he's also in a movie coming out. I saw, I saw the trailer on Twitter. It's him. I think it's him and the guy from Get Out, another phenomenal actor. It's some like, fuck, I'm butchering it, but it's like a true life story about maybe Black Panthers or like something along that era that mm. looks sick. And then what the fuck else is he in? Well, he was himself he in was out? in Get Out. I was just gonna say he was in Get Out, right? Who yeah, are you playing Get very Out? Very disturbing character. The the guy with the hat. Yeah. Like the great <laughs> character. Yep. Uh, Damn, I saw right. him in that Knives him. Out too. I haven't seen Knives Out yet. Is that good? It looks phenomenal. It's okay. Oh, you didn't it, like it? it? It has like a 90 something, but I don't know. It's not nearly as like exciting as you would think, okay. but still worth a watch. Do you like Get Out? Yeah. yeah I love Get, Get Out great. and I love uh, Us. Get in. <laughs> yes. Get in, Get Out. Get the sequel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prequel. They got in first. Yeah, ah, yeah, that's your theory. But yeah, <laughs> um, get in, get out, get lost. <laughs> Wrap it all up. Yeah, get out sick. I haven't seen Us yet. Is Us good? Yeah, it looks scary. Great movie. Did you think Get Out was scary? Uh, creepy. Creepy. It's yeah, another movie that the, you we saw felt, it at the movies. Yeah, you had a feeling about it. Like you, you didn't leave indifferent. Great point. Perfect point. That. I don't think I felt like this since I watched Get Out. The <laughs> la- and at this point, Get Out is beyond spoiler time. That last scene in Get Out, I felt literally like so uncomfortable in my stomach. You know what I mean? Like when, Again. when he, remember? So he goes through everything and then eventually he's like, all right, like we're getting the fuck out of here. And he's, it's so funny. I just saw like these things online today. He's like, Rose, like give me the keys. And she's like, you know, I can't give you these keys. Oh, you know, yeah. like this guy's trapped, like he's fucked. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think, I don't remember. He, oh, he gets out. His friend rescues him, right? Yeah, he, he got out. He got out. Spoiler alert. He gets out. <laughs> There's one other scene that made me feel like that. So we talked about this before. You're a Jake Gyllenhaal fan. You've seen Prisoners, right? I have not. I should. <sighs> you haven't seen Prisoners? I watched Prisoners with you. I don't think you did. I did. Oh, I shit. You fell asleep Hugh Jackman? Probably. Yeah. Huge Jackman. <laughs> is in that movie oh phenomenal movie yes i've seen it the last scene (laughs) the ending scene in prisoners makes me feel so uncomfortable like when he goes in and you find out it's whoever and she's like has the gun to him and it's like you just know like this guy's not getting out like this guy's getting buried alive (laughs) and there's no alternative there was no getting out in that one no 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 no. does not get out in that one zero (laughs) out of ten on the get out meter and prisoners (laughs) But then, like, you see Jake Gyllenhaal pull up, and he, like, remember, he, like, kind of faintly hears something, and then I think just, like, says, fuck it, and, like, turns around and leaves. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my God. That was, those are movies I don't like. I, like, I like them, but, like, they genuinely make me feel uncomfortable. Because, like, horror movies, I've never cared about, like, horror movies with, like, fucking, like, Freddy Krueger or, like, supernatural stuff that I know is never going to happen. But I'm way more scared of a movie where it's just like something like Prisoners mm-hmm. or like um, like a serial killer 
escapes from like a mental hospital and just is like a normal, like Halloween, pretty much like just the guy going around the neighborhood, killing people. That stuff's scary. You know, I'm not scared of, like I said, like things I know can't happen, but yeah, no prisoners get out. I will see us. I do have to see us, but, um, no, good call that get, get out has some really awesome characters, the main character. And then I always want to keep calling him Marlo Stansfield, but I don't know if that's his name. <laughs> What's the actor's name again? Uh, Luke Stanfield. Keith Stansfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Apparently he goes by Keith as well, which is kind of funny. I don't know him that well. To Sorry. Assume yeah. that. Cut that part out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want that to be the, the make or break when we I go to DM him. Excuse me, Lakeith? <laughs> May I call you Keith? Mr. Sfield? Keith Van Stansfield. <laughs> but all right. Um, let's wrap it up here. So like I said, good stuff. We got some good stuff going to the playoffs. We got football. Oh, fuck. I'm a fantasy draft. We got football coming up. Logging into my fantasy draft right now. And um, I guess we'll sign off here. Go watch uh, Uncut Gems. Anything else, Soap? That's it. Everyone right. be safe. Uh, invite me to a concert. Peace out. <laughs> Later. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby. Swag out of honey climbing, baby. Yeah. Lights of a dawn, lights keep glowing. Coming in the club with that fresh shit on, with something crazy on my arm. Uh-uh-uh. Here's another hit, Barry Bond.